Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 107, and I'm drinking Vestal Vodka. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I'm featuring Vestal Vodka on this episode because when I was made aware of the product and read up on it, after doing a little more checking, I decided that there really was a good story here. The reviews were good for the product, and therefore I arranged to speak with the founder of the brand and get the inside story. My thanks, therefore, to William Burrell, founder of Vestal Vodka, for taking time out of his day to speak with me via Zoom all the way from London, as well as guiding me through the tastings of three expressions of his vodka that were sent over to me. While I like to be consistent on this podcast, I'm going to switch things up just a little bit for Vestal. I've got three expressions of their vodka, and the first that I was provided with is the Vestal Vodka Unfiltered 2015 Vintage. I've got a small sample bottle, but it's available in a standard 750 milliliter for the U.S. market. It is 40% ABV or 80 proof, and the 2015 retails at about $28. Next up, I've got the Vestal Vodka Standard, or White Label. It's also a 750 milliliter bottle, 40% ABV, and 80 proof. That one retails at $20. And the third I have is Vestal Vodka Black Cherry Vodka. This is a 750 milliliter, 40% ABV, 80 proof, so it's a foolproof flavored vodka. And this one retails at about $21 US. Each of the bottles are clear glass. It's a bespoke mold. It's trillion shaped or triangle shaped. Trillion is really a a gemstone definition for a triangle shaped gem. But really that's the shape of this bottle if you look at it from the bottom. It's more of a rounded triangle. But it's straight sided up with a slightly flared foot. The front is embossed with a flourish of scroll work and the text Poliska Vodka. I apologize if I mispronounce Polish. I say this on most episodes. But below that molded glass text, there's a label with additional Polish text I won't attempt to pronounce. The word Vestal is large at the base in capital letters on the bottle. The bottom of the bottle features a large letter V surrounded by volume and size information and numbers I assume to have to do with the mold itself. The bottle does have a nice, what I will call a four-finger neck, allowing you to carry it easily in one hand with a reconstituted cork stopper and gray shrink wrap holding that in place. The front label is rectangular and wraps the edges slightly. The logo type for Vestal is the most prominent with some silver foil embellishments on the V and outlining the letters. Polish potato vodka is in red text on the standard bottle. In small scripted text below, it reads, crafted using a carefully selected blend of different potato varieties grown in the sandy soils of Poland's Wielkopolska region. For the black cherry, this label simply features black cherry vodka below Vestal, along with a full color image of three cherries. A smaller label near the bottom of the front on the standard bottle 
includes specs on production, noting its small batch, handcrafted on a vintage column still with 26 plates, distilled once and filtered once. Volume and proof information plus country of origin, Poland, is also noted. The Black Cherry's small label recommends how to consume it. The back labels on both of the full-size bottles I have are mostly legal info and barcodes. The unfiltered 2015 vintage has retail packaging that's very similar to these two, but since I only received a small sample bottle, I can't describe the labeling in detail. You'll have to track down one on your own, and here's a hot tip, bit of a spoiler alert. Total Wine in the USA has the full allocation of these bottles. And here's where I'll switch things up a bit. I'm only going to sample the unfiltered 2015 vintage during this recording. I've sampled them all. I'll give you my tasting notes on them all, but the only one you'll actually hear me enjoy will be the unfiltered one. So here we go. I will use a clean Glencairn glass, as I always do. It's a whiskey nosing glass, ideal for seeing a spirit, nosing a spirit, and of course, drinking a spirit. Okay, let's go for a pour. Just a little bit on this one. In the glass, it's clear, but it's got a viscosity to it that lets you know that it's not just water in the glass. It also has nice legs. It really clings to the inside of the glass as you swirl it. And on the nose, <laughs> you get a real potato note to it as you smell it. It's earthy. There's a bit of plum perhaps though, uh, maybe some pear or orchard fruit hiding in there as well. But a nice kind of potato nose to it. And now for a taste. Mm. It's buttery and creamy. It's got a <clears throat> black pepper heat to it, a spiciness. It's uh, got a lot of flavor on the palate. It's, it's delightful without a harsh ethanol burn. Let's go for another taste here. Mm. I'm tasting it neat, which is right out of the bottle. Room temperature, no dilution. Uh, it's really nice. It's got a wonderful mouthfeel and just creamy, buttery, some hints of potato flavor. It doesn't taste like you're eating potato chips, though, but there is a, a black pepper spice and it coats your mouth a little bit. There's nice flavor. It's a very flavorful vodka, indeed. So my notes on the standard white label vodka is that it's mellow on the nose, bright and refreshing without a burn. And then on the palate, it's more muted than the unfiltered that I just sampled, but flavorful as well. It does have similar creaminess to the mouthfeel with some black pepper. Overall, it's more muted, I would say, than the unfiltered. It makes it a nice craft vodka that's good for mixing and using something that you need a vodka flavor for, but the unfiltered 2015 is really robust in a flavor profile in comparison. The black cherry flavored vodka, however, was a surprise. I'll talk more about how it's made later on, but it's got a nose that's pure cherry with a candy sweetness. On the palate is where it really shines. 
there's sweet cherry flavor, a hint of marzipan, and then some heat. It is 40% ABV, the same proof as an unflavored vodka. You could drink this like a liqueur. There is some sugar added to it as well. And also it is a dark cherry red color that is all natural from the cherries that are macerated in the vodka, the coloration of it. So, all right, let's move on to the history. Vestal Vodka launched in 2010, but the start goes back a few decades before. William Burrell's father was a journalist for Time magazine, and in the early 1990s, he was in Poland during the fall of communism in that country. He fell in love with the land, and as was the case, real estate was dirt cheap, allowing him to buy a farm in the middle of nowhere, northern Poland. This is where William, who lives in London now, spent the summers of his youth, his father's Polish farm. Growing up there, observing how the local farmers would often distill some alcohol from their own crops, most often potato vodkas. A form of moonshine referred to as bimber in Poland. Looking at the tradition of distilling, there seemed to be a lot of similarities with wine and viticulture. There was this concept of terroir that they wanted to explore. So, William says they were eventually inspired to try it themselves. Therefore, in about 2009, his father's farm grew a crop of potatoes, and then they found a local distiller to distill the potatoes into a potato vodka in the traditional way, like it would be done on a farm, therefore unfiltered. William says the distiller thought them a bit odd, but did as they asked, and their first vintage yielded about 4,000 bottles. And with it, they had no plan whatsoever to launch a Polish vodka brand. It was really just sort of a hobby that got out of control, as William tells it. William had previously worked selling wine, but had no real experience in the spirits business, and says he wasn't even much of a bar patron at the time. Yet they produced another batch, yielding a similar quantity, leaving them with hundreds of cases of their own unfiltered Polish vodka. William took some back to London with him and went door-to-door to bars attempting to sell them his vodka. He says a little pattern developed where he'd go into a bar, tell them he's got a vodka he'd like them to try. The typical response would be that they have enough vodka already. William says the problem was it wasn't gin, which was booming in 2010. He likened it to the dark ages for vodka. For those establishments that would hear him out and sample the vodka, eventually they would ask who William's distributor was, and he had none. It was simply him with cases of vodka in the trunk, apparently. Then they'd also ask him how much the bottles were, and thus pricing would be established. Little by little, a company began to form as he'd drive around London, dropping off cases for people, gaining a little bit of a following. The UK-based Difford's Guide got a hold of an early bottle of Vestal, and it was the first vodka to receive a perfect score from Difford's. A tiny little barely a company vodka beat out every other vodka in the guide. And this is a huge achievement from a brand standard. William says that not long after this happened, some large brands had their ratings reviewed and adjusted up to match what Vestal had done first. Year after year, more Vestal vodka was made and William leaned into the brand. 
He ended up entering into the bar business as a bar owner as a way to showcase Vestal. He opened the Ladies and Gents in a disused Victorian underground toilet. This would be a a subway toilet for the U.S. listeners. This was a space near where William lived that was disused, and somehow he got an agreement with whoever owned the space, likely a local municipality, and he opened the Ladies and Gents Bar. This is dubbed London's favorite five-star dive bar. It's become very well regarded and even spawned a sister bar, the Camden Bar, in Crossroads Town. Vestal also led William to acquire a canal boat that was refitted as a floating Vestal education space with a small still and bar installed on the boat. The Vestal Voyages would take people from King's Cross in London on a two-hour cruise and demonstrate their seasonal cocktails and educate them on Vestal Vodka. But the event in the Vestal brand story that put bottles of the vodka in my hand and me on a Zoom call with William in London occurred thanks to the business social media site LinkedIn. It had been about 10 years since Vestal Vodka launched and William was at a bit of a crossroads. Sales had allowed him to travel and get the brand established, but vodka as a category was still very competitive. So for growth, he needed some additional investment, but didn't want to be dictated to. As chance had it, a conversation started on LinkedIn with the CEO of Halewood. Halewood is a family-owned artisanal spirits company based in the UK with global reach. They own and operate around nine distilleries with several brands of their own, but when William began talking with them, the CEO invited him to come by the office the next day for a meeting. William says Halewood is big enough to do big things, but small enough to be nimble, and they're not afraid to try new things. They struck a partnership agreement where it was reported that Halewood acquired a 48% stake in Vestal in January of 2020 for an undisclosed sum. With the new investment, Vestal packaging was updated to the current triangular bottle, and the unfiltered 2015 vintage was released. Once the deal was done, William told me he found himself on a Zoom call with the owners of Total Wine in the USA. Samples of Vestal were sent over for them to try a taste test. William sent everything, but thought the unfiltered was a bit out there for them. But they, in particular, loved this expression and said they wanted to take it all. Therefore, Total Wine has all of the unfiltered 2015 vintage of Vestal Vodka. This deal with Total Wine, of course, made Vestal Vodka available in the USA. Shortly after this, a friend recommended to William that he enter the Black Cherry Vodka in the American Distilling Institute competition, where it won Best in Class. This recognition opened some additional doors with other U.S. distributors. So, from a distribution standpoint, there's a potential for about 150 locations in the USA within a year's time, that put Vestal Vodka in front of a much-expanded audience. One decision William made with Vestal was to take out one of the traditional distribution channels for his U.S. sales strategy. Vestal is not selling to bars. 
This is in part because it's hard to get into bars, and when comparing sales to the on-trade in the UK, brands often will pay a listing fee to bars there to include their brands on their menus. This is a practice not allowed stateside. But given the COVID-19 pandemic, consumer habits have shifted in some ways, with online sales becoming really big. Therefore, sales to the on-trade for the US isn't currently part of the plan. I also talked with William about some of the experimental or limited bottlings they've done with Vestal. For perhaps two years, they infused some of their potato vodka with bison grass to create what they called holy grass vodka. They decided to no longer pursue it for one, the small amount of cormorant in bison grass makes it illegal in the USA, and there was some pressure from the brand Zubrovka to get them to stop. So Vestal gave it up, but you can hear the story of Zubrovka back in episode 62 of this podcast. Vestal has also experimented with aging their vodka in various wooden casks. William's not sure the market is ready for aged vodkas yet, and they remain unreleased. That said, I did get some hints that some other interesting things are ahead for Vestal Vodka. So that's the story of the brand, now on to how it's made. Vestal Vodka is made from potatoes. Obviously, if you've listened this far, you would have picked up on that fact. The brand uses a contract distiller to craft their spirits to their specs, and in so doing, have taken advantage of the distilling equipment in Poland, local to the farms where the potatoes are grown. The unfiltered 2015 was distilled from a single harvest of young Miranda potatoes and distilled only once in an eight-plate hybrid still. The spirit was then rested for nearly five years in an open but covered stainless steel tank. This prolonged resting period seemed to have been a bit of happenstance at first. William tells me they were waiting on some bottles for a while as part of why they held the vodka for so long. But the resting allows some of the most volatile compounds to evaporate off, giving you a spirit that's less harsh than if it came straight off the still and right into the bottle, as most vodka does. This resting process is not unlike what Mad March Hare does for their Irish Putchin that I covered back in episode 88, though they only rest theirs for a few weeks. The standard white label Vestal is distilled from a mix of three varieties of potatoes, these being Asterix, Innovator, and Russet Burbank, types that are rather common and you're likely to find the Russet Burbank at your local grocery store, in fact. However, not the ones grown in Poland destined for Vestal. There's a sense of terroir with the specific farm where these potatoes are grown. Distillation is done in a column still with 26 plates, as noted on the label, achieving the required 95% ABV in one pass to qualify as vodka. This distillate is then filtered one time through a charcoal cartridge filter, cleaning up some of the impurities, yet impurities in spirits are what impart flavor. The proofing down to bottling proof is done slowly, but there's not the prolonged resting that the unfiltered had. This goes into bottles shortly after blending to bottling proof. The black cherry vodka starts with the standard distillate that's been brought down to 55% ABV, as higher or lower tends to not extract the flavors as well. To this 95% ABV distillate, Polish sour cherries are macerated directly in the spirit for three weeks. 
80% of the cherries have had the stone or pit removed and 20% have been left intact. It's the stone that imparts the hint of marzipan to the finished spirit. After three weeks is up, the cherries are separated from the liquid that's held in the tank. To the leftover cherries, they sprinkle some simple pure sugar on top at a rate of about one kilo per thousand liters of finished vodka. So there's not a lot of sugar. But the application of the sugar helps to extract some of the remaining juices from the fruit, and this sweetened liquid is added to the rest that had the fruit macerated in it. It's then filtered for particles, blended with pure water to bottling proof, and is packaged for sale. The color is all natural, and let me tell you, it is lovely on the palate. Perfect segue into cocktails and consumption. Depending on which version of Vestal vodka you're using, you'll treat each one differently. For the unfiltered, enjoy it neat, chilled, or in a cocktail that will let the vodka shine like a nice, dirty vodka martini. The standard white label is a perfect base for any vodka cocktail. It could be your everyday vodka if you choose. It's versatile. The black cherry. What would you like to have cherry flavor with a punch of 80 proof behind it? I'm going to take William's recommendation and mix it with some Coke for a black cherry Coke. So in summary, what do I think of Vestal Vodka? I really like that vodka is having its moment pretty much in the early 2020s. There's a variety of vodka out there and Vestal has been crafting true craft Polish potato vodka for over a decade now. And their unfiltered 2015 release as a vintage is really maybe the best of breed that they have right now. It has good flavor, shows you what's possible with simple ingredients and simple distillation and unfiltering. You get a lot of nice flavor, but it's still vodka. It's not like trying to be something else. The same is true of the white label or standard. It's a really nice potato vodka that on its own, if I'd never tried the unfiltered 2015, it's great on its own, but it's a bit muted compared to the unfiltered. And so I'm, I'm biased in that I drink most of my spirits neat, enjoy the flavor right out of the bottle. And when you're comparing vodka at room temperature, the flavor really does show through in the unfiltered. But the black cherry, I think William with Vestal Vodka is onto something. He is a firm believer that flavored vodka is coming back, but this time in an authentic way, not with commercial flavor additives, more of the style of the black cherry Vestal, where it's real fruit macerated into it. You know, technically I would refer to this as a liqueur, but a 40% ABV or 80 proof liqueur though it's labeled as a flavored vodka. Tax regulations, you know, legalities, you're going to, that doesn't matter with how you're going to enjoy it. I think the story of Vestal is something great. I've talked to a lot of distillers now and my time spent with William on Zoom. He's really high energy and it's great to hear this story of what really was a hobby that got out of hand and he kind of happened into it, but he, he worked it for sure and it it wasn't an overnight success. They had a good product, kept after it, you know, kind of wore out their shoe leather walking around schlepping vodka to different bars to get going. And then after a decade 
in the business, that's when sort of the the deal with Halewood broke. And that's why I was able to try Vestal. It wouldn't have been available to me here in the States if they didn't have that deal. It's a good product. I'm actually going to get myself a full-size bottle of the Unfiltered 2015. It's excellent. I got to get some before Total Wine sells it all. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on your favorite podcast platform. I'm active on social media. Look to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Others in the future, just look around for Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'll be there. I love hearing from my listeners, so if there's a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.